Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 136. That's 136 of the All Dolphins podcast on this Wednesday, November 22nd, 1963. It's the day after the Hodnarks debut, which we will touch on briefly. More importantly, didn't we, didn't we just do a whole episode where we touched I know, on but it? There was some follow up because we spoke to Tyreek Hill in the locker room after practice on Wednesday. Touche, touche. Okay, thank you. I like to touche. Um, and it also is the only practice of the week, the only real practice of the week besides walkthroughs. Before we do that, as always, we're going to start with our tribute to a player who wore the jersey number corresponding to the last two digits of the episode number. Number 36, so let me get out of the way. The best player who wore number 36 was Don Nottingham, a running back from the mid-70s who was built like a bowling ball. Um, but I believe we addressed him in the first go-around and then we're going to go with Tony Lippett instead. We may have discussed Tony Lippett first time as well. Who knows? Um, he was a fifth-round pick in 2015, I want to say, when the Dolphins had four fifth-round picks. And the other three were Jay Ajayi. I'm going to forget now. Bobby McCain. Bobby McCain and Cedric Thompson, a safety from Minnesota. Tony Lippett was a former wide receiver, converted to cornerback whose best outing was a game when he had a couple of picks, maybe three. No, he had two in a 2016 win against the San Diego Chargers. That was part of the run to the playoffs for the Dolphins. Yes, I remember him as being part of the run to the playoffs for the Dolphins. Um, he never had much of a career outside of Miami, but cool guy. Yep, good dude. I had actually interviewed him at the Senior Bowl before the Dolphins actually wound up drafting him. And in that fourth quarter, he actually had his two picks were in the fourth quarter against the Chargers. And if I remember correctly, they had four picks in one quarter against Phillip Rivers, including Kiko Alonso's game-winning pick six in the final like two minutes in a 31-24 victory in their last game at Qualcomm Stadium in the absolutely fabulous city of San Diego. All right. Okay. Now that that's out of the way. Let's get to some of these practice injuries of the one important practice today. For the very first time in a very long time, the Dolphins had everybody eligible to practice that, and they did. Um, now, a laundry list of guys who practiced on a limited basis included Rob Hunt, Rob Jones, who returned to practice, Durham Smythe. One guy who did practice fully was Braxton Berrios, who obviously is trying to make sure he gets on the field so that he can play against his former team. Um, these players love revenge games, no matter what they say. Uh, that That's very high on their agenda. They want to show the old flame what you missed out on. Um, and, and, and that's significant for them. So Braxton Barrios, two straight days of full practice. I would expect to see him in the lineup on Friday, which is very weird to say. Um, all, another guy who practiced two straight times, Chase Claypool. Um, we saw... Teron Armstead show up to practice late, 
But Teron Armstead says he's fine. He's still working through some things, trying to get completely healthy. Um, but as we've already known, a 70% Teron Armstead is better than probably about 80% of NFL offensive tackles. And I would certainly rather Miami's situation with Teron Armstead on that line as opposed to what the Jets are doing. Um, they basically will have one starter starting offensive lineman out there on the field for them. And the rest of them will be backups and fill in because I believe Makai Becton was ruled out. Actually, Makai Becton was, I'm looking at the injury report right now, as we speak, listed as limited. Yes. On the on the injury report, I have not seen anything to the contrary from Robert Sala in terms of a press conferences. I believe he speaks before practice. The only one who did not practice for the Jets was defensive back Michael Carter, not to be confused again with the running back of the same name, who somebody on our live Hard Knocks recap show yesterday suggested the Dolphins would be wise to uh, consider as far as signing to their practice squad. This is an interesting game. They're revenge games, through, I mean, throughout the regular season. If you recall, the Dolphins signing three free agents from the Jets in the offseason. Along with Braxton Barrows, there was Mike White. And then Tyler Croft. No, the other one was, and it's easy to forget because he's no longer with the Dolphins. That would be Dan Feeney, offensive well, lineman who was traded. Tyler Croft is a former Jet, too. He was, but I don't believe, I don't believe he came directly from the Jets. No, That's he didn't. Okay, so uh, three of them, Feeney obviously is not playing. Mike White obviously not playing. Uh, unless, <coughs> or you hope he doesn't play. Well, unless it's a blowout. And I don't necessarily expect a blowout because the Jets' defense is good. However, as again we discussed earlier, you put that kind of pressure on a defense to always go back on the field because your offense, yeah, how should I put this delicately, sucks so bad. Eventually, it's going to wear down a defense, and that's kind of the game uh, I'm halfway expecting. Again, on the Dolphin injury report, not one single solitary defensive player. It's, I can't tell you how crazy I find that. On November twenty second, it, it's it's a, it's a real good indication about how they've been trending up. And uh, you know, I wrote in a piece about the Dolphins' record um, facing quarterbacks with less than with five or less games of experience. They've got a five and one record since two thousand and twenty one. And in that story, I put up the stats that they've had since Jalen Ramsey's uh, emergence in the Dolphins lineup. This will be his fourth game. And the Dolphins have performed like a top five defense in yardage allowed and in points allowed during that stretch. And I can tell you they're, they're continuing to trend up and it doesn't def doesn't certainly doesn't help hurt that they're going to be facing a young inexperienced. Well, he's not young but an inexperienced quarterback who doesn't have many starts and hasn't won an NFL game in his three starts. Yeah. And I just posted an opposing our, our weekly opponent breakdown piece, which you can uh, find on alldolphins.com for free, where you can get your daily coverages. How many stories did we have up yesterday? Park? There was eight. And today we're up to, by the time we're done, we'll be about seven. Did you count uh, mine? The one that I'm going to do. Of course I count yours. I, I never forget what you do. I'm all okay. Yeah, no, no, it's, yeah, Thanksgiving, it's funny, I just had a friend who gave me, a, like, you know, a call wishing me happy Thanksgiving, and I know you're only going to have to work Friday, I'm like, work Friday, forget work Friday, I'm going to work Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and not complaining, because I love my job, that this is the life of an NFL writer, there's no such thing as 
the holiday season because yeah. it's all about work. I, um, I always say, I always say, holidays get really interesting because we're always working during the holidays, and then you see people off and people spending time with their family, and I'm like, must be nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, and I and I got kids who were like talking, always talking to me about let's go to Canada for you know for Christmas, and it's like, Daddy works for Christmas. Daddy works for Christmas. Oh, we'll we'll try to go during spring break when there's still probably going to be snow uh, in the mountains where my where my family lives. So, uh, as I was saying though, sidetracking here uh, on Dolphin on alldolphins.com, there's our weekly opponent breakdown where I reached out. To, <laughs> I love, there you go. Where I love where. I'm babbling here. I'm like, I spoke to Ralph Ventry, who is the publisher of Jets Country, the uh, Fan Nation Jets site. And yeah, he's basically talking. I'm like, what could the Jets do? And what kind of what kind of differences could Tim Boyle possibly make or and accomplish that Zach Wilson couldn't? And he's basically, he basically told me, yeah, no, not really, nothing. <laughs> so... Yeah, they, they've gone and, and then in, in a mailbag, which is also on Dolphins.com, go Omar. Somebody asked basically, what does Tim Boyle have? And right now I said basically what he has, the best thing he has going for him is he's not Zach Wilson. And he's he's a mystery. Um, where basically oh. they've got to rummage through film of any including exhibition games to see what is his tendencies, what does he like. Uh, maybe you got to go back to his, his his college film at Western Kentucky or Eastern Kentucky. I can't remember which one it was. I think it was Western Kentucky, um, which interestingly enough. Right. Yeah. That, he was from there. Um, so, so um, yeah, look at you. Look at it up. Obviously. Well, I am going to look it up because. Yeah. Um, let's get into the hard knocks recap. UConn uh, and Eastern Kentucky is where Tim Boyle played. Eastern Kentucky. Okay. Yeah. It was Eastern Kentucky. Well, I said, so I said rivals, one direction. You really think Eastern and Western Kentucky are college rivals? No, but it's – I know Western Kentucky has got a good program. Eastern Kentucky have never – in fact, I don't even think they're in the same division. I think Eastern Kentucky is FCS. That's Your guess is as good as mine. Uh, yeah. Can I look it up? Okay, go ahead. Uh, hard knocks. Were we, we going to touch on hard knocks again? Yeah. Um, basically, we we asked. There was it was a mixed bag whether or not players watched it, whether mm -hmm. or not they didn't watch it. Um, Tariq said he watched it. Bradley Chubb said he watched it. A number of players said they didn't watch it. Mike McDaniel's claims that he didn't watch it. I'm I'm pretty sure he said he was in bed at eight thirty, but I I'm pretty sure Mike McDaniel's had a, a a preview look for clearance. But as he said, and I do believe this. Um, my job as a head coach is to fix problems. And if there is no problem, then people don't come to me or bring it to me. So there seemingly wasn't a problem with Hard Knocks. And he also said he wanted our reviews of his performance during Hard Knocks each week, which I thought was cute. Um, and, you know, and, and Tyreek basically uh, talked about Hard Knocks. He says his wife made him watch it. Um, and and he, he, he was all hot and bothered when he heard about the nacho incident uh, when him and his him and his family were going home. But then when he saw the video evidence, the man was innocent. Uh, he, he was not responsible for spilling nachos on his wife. His wife actually knocked the nachos out of his hand and onto her clothing. Um, Ty Tyreek said he was hot. And then he looked at it and he looked at it. And he was like, it was your fault. And, and he thought it was funny. 
Um, but yeah, it, it, and Tyreek also said he didn't know he made as many noises and grunts and sounds, uh, when he was running. And he said, now I know, um, Bradley Chubb said he really enjoyed the different angles and perspectives of the game that, that, that they show because as players, they don't even know those things. He didn't even know anything was going on with Tyreek Hill's hand, on the whole, during the whole incident. And for the record, Tyreek Hill's hand is fine. No, no brace, no splint, no nothing. Uh, played Fortnite the other night. Um, they, he, he, he's fine. Um, Tyreek, you know, you know the saying. Cheat don't, don't get hurt. hurt. Yeah. No, no, and they said the only reason he stopped playing uh, Fortnite last night is because he had to, he had to stop to watch Hard Knocks. Um, another interesting that thing that Tyreek said, he said this was the first time that little clip of the official telling him don't throw up the peace sign if you're on your way to the end zone. He said that was the first time an official had ever told him that. And by the way, for those who think that's like petty of the official telling him that, that's the official doing him a favor because the official could have said nothing and that Tyreek had done this on his way to the end zone, that's an automatic flag for taunting. So the guy was doing him a solid and – it's not unheard of because I've seen other shows where they, they have like mics on officials for the officials to talk to players before the game and like watch this. We'll be on the lookout for this and, st and stuff like that. So it's not unheard of. Tyreek did say that that was a first for him. He said he says the peace sign has been suspended, but could return. Um, but yeah, it's. I, 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 I'd rather see Tyreek celebrate in other ways, the, the, be creative, the, doing the dance. The peace sign is not necessary. Um, you know, it, if you peace, like, do you have to turn back? Can you just peace forward? There, see, there you go. I think if you're piecing, right, piecing, that's, that's dangerously close. If you're piecing or throwing the peace, the peace sign in somebody's face, I think there's a little bit of taunting there. Whereas if you were to look straight ahead and go like this, then I don't know that that's egregious. And mm -hmm. then there's, of course, there's what D -D DK Metcalf did, right, Omar? Uh, yeah, that was interesting. He he signed he signs his his smack talk, which was I, I didn't know that until today. Find it very creative. Um, says 44 is I'm 44's daddy um, in, in sign language. But that was that was really dope. That was really dope. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would like and, and Tyreek also addressed something. He was like, yeah, this Jets defense, they're very good. Um, their offense has got some issues and that they're trying to work out. But he's like, yeah, we we got our own issues that we're trying to work on on offense. And it's, it's just like that sometimes. And and I would agree with him We're we're not seeing widespread celebrations on the Dolphins sidelines the last couple of weeks. Just because you know they're not putting up the points and, and the total yardage that they usually do, um, there, it's been a little bit of a struggle city. Um, another thing that that we addressed today with Mike McDaniel and Jeff Wilson and Raheem Moster, because everybody knows the Dolphins right now are having a backfield issue. Um, they just lost Savan Ahmed, uh, Devon Achain, who practiced today on a limited basis and looks fine. Um, he is bat he's, he's battling re-aggravated in the injury. Um, we haven't seen him in the locker room since, uh, the injury, you know, uh, I am going to predict that he might play, but might not be the number two back. Um, and I asked Mike McDaniel about Jeff Wilson because, you know, unlike some people, 
Uh, I expect Jeff Wilson to be a, a major factor in the backfield, primarily because he's the highest paid back. And when you're the highest paid back, I definitely expect you to be a contributor. And I know that you, he had some injuries early in the season, began the year on IR, but he hasn't had a significant role in this offense. And then he was inactive last week. And Raheem talked to him and basically was like, yeah, that was hard for him. I had to give him a talk. Raheem is like his big brother in the NFL. And he was like, I had to give him a talk before the game, um, you know, just to keep your head up. And Mike McDaniel addressed it. And he, he basically was like, he's not doing anything bad. It's just a, a matter of the circumstances and the situation. And the hope is that this makes him hungrier. And Jeff Wilson has indeed said, it makes him hungry. It makes him, him him really focused on locking in on what he needs to be doing. And I definitely expect somebody to come out there and, and play like, you know, somebody's trying to take something from him. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what his role will be and what his impact is going to be in the game. But um, Jeff is Jeff supposedly a hard worker. He's a great guy. Um, I would love to see him get the opportunities and carries that, you know, he once had in this backfield when he used to be the one-two punch with Raheem. Yeah, and don't don't get me wrong. I, I have no I have no issue with Jeff Wilson. I think he's a solid player. I, I may not think he's quite the stud that you, perhaps you think he is. I didn't say he was a stud. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, and I never said he was a scrub. So I mean, maybe maybe we're actually more on the same line. Uh, I do I do want to say something. Not along those lines, but something else that Mike McDaniel said that I, I found very interesting, that he said he was optimistic Robert Hunt could play. No, that he was optimistic Robert Hunt would suit up, not necessarily play. So could we be looking at a situation like we had with Connor Williams, the last game where he didn't play, he actually was active and pulled a DNP? Absolutely. I, I don't expect Robert Hunt to play. But I think getting him active and having him as an option there in case something happens at guard is a definitely a, 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 a step in the right direction. If you followed Mike McDaniels all season and you guys who watch the All Dolphins podcast and who pay attention to our stories, you know Mike McDaniels is focused on what? When the Dolphins are playing elimination games. That's games that are not only going to decide your playoff fate, but also decide whether or not you host home games in the postseason. Um, even Raheem Moster said, we're going for the number one seed because we know we're that team when we're here at home. And we definitely want that advantage. Um, and so this isn't a game where you have to force Robert Hunt to play when he's not 100%. So I think we're going to see him get rested this week, especially on a short week, even though I know he hasn't played for the last three weeks counting the bye um i think we make it a, a a go full four weeks and then we bring robert hunt back it doesn't it doesn't benefit robert hunt as well to go out there in a free agent season because uh, he's going to be an impending free agent and put out bad film so let's get robert Hunt healthy let's get him back in the lineup and i really think that Last week's ride on the Eichenberg Express was not bad. We did not crash. Um, it, it was solid. It was respectable. And retired that term. What did you say? I thought you had retired that term. What 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 term? 
You know what term the Eichenberg Express? Oh hell no! Nah. That Eichenberg Express is gonna be here for the rest of his career as long as he's here. Guess that's that's just what it is. It's a, it's a very <sighs> un, unsettling situation. And right now he's played a couple of games decently at center, and he's played a game decently at at, at right guard. So you know, props to Eichenberg. We have not crashed on the Eichenberg Express, and but. You know, this week is going to be a very interesting game because you're playing one of the most forceful, fierceful, forceful defensive fronts in the NFL. Um, right now, the Jets are ranked 11th in the NFL in defense. Miami's 12th. Um, and with an offense that provides no help. That's always I'm serious. That always needs to be mentioned because it's like, OK, they're 11th, which is good, but not necessarily great. Yeah, they're 11th with an offense that's always giving the ball back to the opposing team. Yeah, so that's. You're 11th. This is where, you know me and stats and nuance and context, that 11 is a lot more impressive than your average usual 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more thing Mike McDaniel said that's interesting, very interesting and important. He said Devon A. Chain, based on all the medical reports they have gotten, will be at no greater risk of injuring the knee if he plays. The only issue is whether he, from a pain tolerance standpoint, he can get through the game. Uh, and that's going to determine – my guess, I, I I see, I have a hard time seeing a scenario where he's not up, particularly since they're short on bodies, unless mm-hmm. like, they also very well might elevate Darrington Evans mm-hmm. from the practice squad. Who's played five games for the Chicago Bears, by the Correct. way. So he's, yeah, he's not somebody who's a complete stranger. And, and he knows this offense, and he can also serve as a, a returner. So right. it makes sense. So um, it, could be that they, it could be that they have four to see how much HN can handle. And if early in the game he tells McDaniel this, yeah, this is rough, then you know, shut him down and go with with Evans as your third guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't need to have 12 defensive backs, especially if you're gonna have a guy who's not gonna play a single solitary snap like Eli Apple did last week. Excellent point, especially when Eli Apple doesn't contribute on special teams. Uh they've also got um the receivers coming back and Braxton Bears for Craycraft is already back. And then you have Claypool. I don't know how much Claypool is practicing or working. He is on a limited basis, uh, but more than likely you'll probably see Claypool ahead of Robbie chosen just because Claypool plays on special teams and Robbie does not. Um, what does that mean? I don't know, but it certainly can't hurt you considering Durham Smythe uh, is a little bit iffy. And I watched him practice a little bit today. There's still a limp to the, to that, to the gate. However, um, Durham Smite isn't really a route runner. Uh, you'll probably need him in the red zone, but other than what, 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 what did I, did I tell a lie? Route runner's harsh. I mean, he, I runs, mean, he runs right. He doesn't go downfield. Is that... Yeah. Durham is a very valuable player. I'm not putting disrespect on his name. He's a very valuable player, player, intricate part of what the Miami Dolphins do. I call him and Alec Ingle the janitors because they clean up every single thing uh, uh, when there's a protection issue. But let's not act like they're both dynamic weapons in the playmaking department. Ooh, somebody has soured on Alec and Gold. Man. Well, well, no, 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 no. Don't do me like that. Don't do me like that. Alec is not only hurt, but he's also, I mean, when you look at this offense, it's just they they do need a number three weapon, Um, I guess, in the passing game. 
Now, I don't know if you consider Devon that third weapon or Braxton Berrios that third weapon, but they do need a third target outside of Tyreek and 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 um and Jalen Waddle. Now, who will that be or who can it be? I have absolutely no idea just because they spread the ball around a lot. So, but it would be nice if somebody stepped up and was a playmaker. And I, I definitely think Ali Ingle can do more, but you know. No, but you, you made you made the point that the dude's been banged up in one way, shape, or form the entire season. Um uh, and he's played through stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't recall. I'm, I don't recall the last time he was not on the injury report, and it's been a foot for a long time, and now he's got an ankle on top of that. So, mm-hmm. uh, but this is why I, I think he hasn't been quite the factor on offense that maybe he otherwise would have been. Mm-hmm. And we, we should point out that outside of Robert Hunt, there are some injuries on the offensive line with Lester Cotton, Austin Jackson. Watched Austin Jackson today. Doesn't exactly move around like a spry spring chicken. Um, now, this is part of the bumps and bruises that come with being in the NFL, especially when you play in the trenches and you're a 1,000 to 1,100 snap getter, which Austin Jackson is, you're going to get a little banged up. So the question is, can you play through it? Can you play through the pain? There's a difference between injury and pain. And right now... No, I was going to point out that Mike McDaniel set of both Austin Jackson and Lester Cotton, he's very optimistic that they both will play against the Jets. Absolutely. As am I. Now, does that mean they're and, – and understand that we're looking at these guys where they didn't have a day off and it's on a short week. You know, most NFL players, their bodies haven't healed till probably about Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it takes a minute for them to get right. But that's the challenge of these, thurs, of these Friday games – well, Thursday and Friday oh, games – and, you know, what I love about them, and, and I even asked two of this, and he, he acknowledged it, is that, you know, when you play a division opponent, it doesn't necessarily require a tremendous amount of scouting and research because you're so familiar with that opponent and the styles and the tendencies and, and, and the nuances. Now, Tua says he's got to do a lot of work because he didn't play against them last year, but um, he did play against them the previous two, the year before that. And I believe it delivered two wins. Um, so it'll it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens to, with this game. Mike McDaniel even talked about the fact that you gotta you gotta kind of scale back what you do or your expectations or your demands as a head coach, just because you don't have the preparation time. You simply don't. And this is one of those games where you gotta go with your bread and butter, gotta go with your staple items. And 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 make sure that they're as sound and as good as, as you possibly can. All of that stuff that you had in previous weeks where you didn't get to this play and you didn't you know, get to that play in your first 20 scripted plays. Yeah, let's cobble them all together, especially if it works for this opponent, and and make it work. Yeah, and then the other point that needs to be made is, is we talk about and somebody asked Mike McDaniel today about the challenge of playing on a short week. Well, guess what? That applies for both teams. So, yes, um, and, and the Jets are just as injured as the Miami Dolphins are. In fact, they'll only have one starting offensive lineman on their offensive line. So, correct, and they're and they're making a quarterback switch. So, and they're mm-hmm. offensively challenged. So, um, no, there are there are no excuses. There's none none of this short week on the road. Is it ideal? No, it's not ideal. But again, the Dolphins are a better team. 
if they are to go where they want to go, this is a game that they need to take care of. Absolutely. And on that note, program, programming note, you want to do the honors or shall I? You go for it. Oh, how about that? Okay. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving, so obviously happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Happy Thanksgiving, uh, right? Enjoy family, friends, and food and football. Not too much food. Eat and drink responsibly. As And I say that to myself for <laughs> as much as I'm saying that to you guys. I, I've never enjoyed Thanksgiving food, by the way. Just want that on the record. Uh, I always yeah. knew you were great right now, and now it's not. No, uh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I, 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 And I do this all the time on radio when I do it. When do you eat turkey? As much as I possibly humanly can. I think you and I have had this conversation in the media room before. I absolutely love turkey. It's my favorite meat, poultry, slash type of, of food like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love you are turkey. the one human being that enjoys turkey like that. And, and, and listen, and I'm sorry, a table full of side items? No, I'm not interested. I would rather, tell me what would you would rather do? Go to a friend's barbecue where he's got some stuff on the grill or go to Thanksgiving dinner? Is that a trick question? No, that's a slam dunk. Don't even think twice about it. Give me the Thanksgiving feast. Oh my God. Close. Oh, please. Put some steak and some chicken on the grill. I'm sorry. Maybe you even grill a lobster, uh, some shrimp on a kebabs. No. I would rather the barbecue as opposed to Thanksgiving dinner. I hate the fact that Thanksgiving only offers turkey or ham. What's supposed I don't like either, which is I will tolerate either. Then you're a picky bastard. What can can we do? (laughs) I I am guilty for being a picky bastard. So it is what it is. Um, And mind you, I like like chicken. I like steak. and then I like a good barbecue as well, but I, I, I love, give me like green bean casserole. I love, even though it's horrible for you. Love sweet potato casserole. Give me that. Love stuffing. Oh boy. Okay. Anyway. Um, Collard greens is like the only thing that I like. I don't like mac and cheese. I like mashed potatoes. So I'll eat turkey with mashed potatoes and gravy. Now, okay. hopefully it's some okay. good gravy, but all that, all that cranberry sauce. Man, that cranberry sauce sits in the grocery store on those shelves for an entire year until you buy it during Thanksgiving. Not the only cranberry thing I like is the the band, the cranberries and their music. I love their music, but the the cranberry sauce, no, that's a big no for me. Anyway, what I wanted to say along with those wishes for a happy Thanksgiving is as far as on their website, alldolphins.com, there will be plenty of stories. I think we got four or five things going up tomorrow. On the podcast, we will have a first and 10 with rookie cornerback Cam Smith. So get to know him a little bit off the field, not the football player, the dude. We will be back with Omar and I chatting up the final preview of the Jets game on Friday morning. We anticipate it'll be up around 10 a.m. where we'll we'll have all the final info with the injury report, um, as well as the, the, the usual Thursday roster moves and all the last minute developments. Yes. And we've also got Jeff Wilson's first and 10 and Mike White's first and 10 up on the site, along with the gallery of the other first and tens. You can, you can find that in our YouTube playlist. We appreciate you 
always watching, always supporting, always going to alldolphins.com where you can get your coverage of the Miami Dolphins for free. And again, we won't be here for Thanksgiving, but you've got a Hard Knocks recap episode. You've got a Behind Enemy Lines. You've got this episode that we appreciate you for listening and watching. And we will be back Friday here on alldolphins.com.